stabbing in the fuck that all that shit. Y'all hoes gotta get off this corner with that. We're gonna get right back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. But first, please take a moment to hit the like button. Push the button. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe button. Come on, push the button. If you're already subscribed, make sure you hit the little bell icon. That way you get a notification every time we post a new video. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. You heard what she said. I absolutely love to read books, but honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like it. That's why I'm so grateful that I have a membership with Audible. Now I can have someone read books to me on demand whenever I want. Now I can listen to audiobooks while I'm exercising, cleaning the house, or visiting the royal throne. Sometimes I even like to listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. It's actually quite relaxing. My Audible membership gives me thousands of books to choose from, which is why I'm recommending it to you. And if you use the link in the description, you can get two free audiobooks. That's two books of your choice, absolutely free, just for signing up via the link in the description. And you can even give Audible as a gift for someone you care about. Join Audible today. Hey, what's up? This Welcome to the New Atheist Experience. We are live with Kwali Kush and Kwame Remesu. This is the show that strives to educate, inform, and grow our community by promoting reading, critical thinking, and secular humanism as a replacement for the heavenly biblical worldview that has halted the growth of our people for over 2,000 years. It is the lack of scientific literacy, logic, reasoning, and critical thinking in our community that produces a public that is more susceptible to trickery, scams, and cons. Not only does religion make one less likely to value reality, but it also produces many of the ills of our society, racism, prejudice, and various superstitious beliefs. On this show, we encourage people to question their beliefs and their origins and how religious thought patterns affect our behavior. You can listen to this show as a podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also watch us live on YouTube every Sunday. We also have other shows on our channel, so if you like this show, you might want to check those out as well. We have a science podcast called Shout Out Electron and an investigative podcast called New Thugs. Those links are in the description below. If you love this content, why not consider making a contribution to help us grow our platform and reach more people? Your contribution will help us pay for various monthly subscriptions and equipment costs needed to produce this content. You can make a one-time, monthly, or annual contribution directly at our website, qualitycush.com. Every dollar helps us out, so don't hesitate to show your support. If you would love to contribute but you cannot contribute financially, you can still help out the show by clicking the like button, sharing this content on your social media, or by visiting the website, qualitycush.com. Your engagement helps us rank better and thus reach more people. Check the description below for all of these links. Now for all my Bible readers out there, for all my Quran readers out there, You've been reading the same book for generations and you still have not found liberation for our people. How much better would our community be if instead of reading the same book every Sunday over and over again, we read a different book every Sunday? Imagine that. 
If the preacher read a different book to the congregation every Sunday instead of the same book over and over again, how much smarter would the congregation be? Well, church, at QualityCush.com, we read a different book to you every single day. For free, you don't have to read the books yourself anymore. I read them to you, and all you have to do is listen. You no longer have an excuse not to read books, because I know a lot of y'all like to say that you don't have time or you can't sit still. Well, now you can listen to books anytime, anywhere. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on these free audiobooks. And if you don't prefer the books that I choose to read, you can get two free audiobooks of your choice when you sign up for a free trial with Audible. That link is also in the description, or you can go to qualicush.com and click the audiobooks tab. So make sure you share this content on your social media and help us grow our platform and help wake these people up. And without further ado, we're going to begin the show. You are listening to the new Atheist Experience. When you Welcome, 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 people, to the new Atheist Experience. Today is December 6, 2020, and the book of the day is The Golden Stool by Edwin Smith. In this book, it is clear that religion is the thing, the device, the weapon used to accomplish the European agenda in regards to the Africans. One example of this is found on page 186 of The Golden Stool, and I quote, The first method begins by destroying the institution, traditions, and religion and habits of the people and superimpose upon the ruins whatever the governing power considers to be a better administrative system. The other method tries to graft our higher civilization on the soundly rooted native stock, bringing out the best of what is in the native tradition and molding it into a form consonant with our modern ideas and higher standards. As a result of this cultural imperialism, the black Americans are dissociated from their ancestors, religion, their history, their culture, and yes, even today, the device of Christianity continues to perpetuate empowerment of Europeans over Africans. This is a $300 book, but I want you to read it so bad that I posted a free copy on our website, qualicush.com. You can read the ebook for free or simply listen to the audio book of The Golden Stool, and that link is in the description below. If you're looking for a black-owned products from black owned businesses look no further all you have to do is go to qualicush.com where every single product is sold by a black owned company today's black business spotlight is caribbean naturally's shampoo and body wash for babies caribbean naturally shampoo and body wash for babies is made of coconut oil alloy vitamin e for a clean delicate hair and skin without any harmful ingredients caribbean naturally's leave-in conditioner and daily moisturizer are ideal for all hair types this tangle-free conditioner is created specifically for babies and children of diverse ethnicities and hair textures infused with shea butter and jojoba oil this conditioner will gently detangle hydrate locks while adding shine and manageability 
creating our babies and kids for sensitive skin this leave-in conditioner contains only natural plant-based ingredients this product is made by a black owned business and as always you can purchase it at qualitycush.com shop or simply click the link in the description below so welcome welcome people to the new atheist experience today we're talking about things that your preacher won't talk about so I want to get into a few little-known Bible verses from my high pulpit church. If you would, pull out your Bibles with me and turn to Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 8, in the King James Version. And I read, How do ye say, We are wise, the law of the Lord is with us. Lo, certainly in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. Hmm. Have you ever heard this verse preached to you in church? Let's go to Jeremiah 23, 11. For both the prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house I have found their children, their wickedness, saith the Lord. What is the Bible talking about here? What's really going on? Let's go to Jeremiah 13, 15. Oh, let me pull out my Bible. Jeremiah 13, 15. Hear and pay attention. Do not be arrogant, for the Lord has spoken. Notice how the Bible always talks about the Lord speaking. But have you ever heard the Lord speak to you? If you heard someone today say that the Lord spoke to them, would you believe them? But yet, every week, you and your mom and them go to church and y'all believe the pastor when they say in the book that the Lord spoke to somebody. Turn in your Bibles to Leviticus 25, another little known Bible verse. Leviticus 25. Oh, this is a, a live call-in show, people, the number on the bottom of the screen. So if you want to call in and chime in, add your two cents, feel free to do so. The Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, And when you enter the land, I am going to give to you. The land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six prune your vineyards, and gather their crops. But in the seventh year the land is to have the year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes, your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you, for yourself, your male and female servants, and the hired worker and temporary residents who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land, whatever the land produces may be eaten. So I don't know what y'all think about that. I want to uh, talk to my co-host brother Kwame, if he uh, want to chime in. You there Kwame? Okay, okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. 
All right, we're going to give him a little time to get his uh, microphone together. We'll be right back in about 30 seconds on the new AGG Kevin and us, fuck that, all that shit. Y'all hoes got to get off this corner with that. We're going to get right back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. But first, please take a moment to hit the like button. Push the button. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe button. Come on, push the button. If you're already subscribed, make sure you hit the little bell icon. That way you get a notification every time we post a new video. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. You heard what she said. I absolutely love to read books. But honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like it. That's why I'm so grateful that I have a membership with Audible. Now I can have someone read books to me on demand whenever I want. Now I can listen to audiobooks while I'm exercising, cleaning the house, or visiting the royal throne. Sometimes I even like to listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. It's actually quite relaxing. My Audible membership gives me thousands of books to choose from, which is why I'm recommending it to you. And if you use the link in the description, you can get two free audiobooks. That's two books of your choice, absolutely free, just for signing up via the link in the description. And you can even give Audible as a gift for someone you care about. Join Audible today. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Kwali Kush. If you like the videos on this channel, then why not visit our website, kwalikush.com. We post every day with topics ranging from religion to science, critical thinking, black-owned businesses, and much, much more. On the website, you'll also find links to all of the other social media related to Kwali Kush. I personally post a book recommendation daily to the blog, and we are um, 420 friendly. So come on down, visit us, leave a comment, and let us know what you think. KwaliKush.com of divide and conquer but tonight we're gonna prove to you without a doubt that the bible is a device made to divide and conquer among other things but mainly a device made to divide and conquer so what i want y'all to do for me church is turn in your bibles to genesis 13 14 it's genesis chapter 13 Verse 14, Pastor Kwali Kush going to prove to you that that Bible is a weapon, a tool designed to keep you enslaved. And some motherfucker wrote, the Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, look around from where you are to north and south to east and west. All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. So that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go walk through the length and breadth to the land 
and for I am giving it to you. So basically, this is supposed to be God talking to Abram, but we know him as Abraham. And he's saying, basically, as far as your eyes can see, I'm going to give this land to you. Now, y'all follow me. We got that part laid out. All right. I didn't write this. This is in your Bible, not mine. All right. Now, turn with me. We're going to go through it a little bit quick because it's a lot of verses. Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. Hold on, hold on. Let me go back. Go back. In a vision. All right. So this is in somebody's head. So not only is it hearsay because it's in a book, but the book saying that it's happened in a vision. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. You are very great reward. Your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliza of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. He's saying, I ain't got no kids. All I got is this little slave boy, so he the only one that's going to take my, my stuff after I go. What what can you give me, God? I ain't got no no uh, kids. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look upon the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. So you tell me who can count all them stars. That's how he's saying how many children or how many uh, descendants this dude Abram is going to have verse 6 Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness now remember all of this is happening in a vision he also said to him I am the Lord who brought you out of earth of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it but Abram said sovereign Lord how can I know that I will gain possession of it so the Lord said to him bring me a heifer a goat and a ram each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. So now we're getting into this blood sacrifice stuff. Abram brought all these things to him, cut them into and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Are y'all following so far? Then the birds of the prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. And as the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep. This sound like fairy tale stuff to you? And the thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for a hundred years your descendants will be strangers in the country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated there. Now, a lot of y'all Hebrew Israelites out there like to point to these types of verses and say that they're talking about African Americans. Just because it says 400 years in the Bible, you like to say that they're talking about African Americans. But it don't say nothing about no America, nothing about no new land or none of that stuff y'all just picking and choosing and cherry picking coincidences in the bible and what you want to fit your narrative when there's tons of other verses that outweigh those verses that contradict your narrative but anyway verse 14 i will punish the nation they serve as slaves and afterward they will come out with great possessions 
You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and the darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with blazing torch appeared and passed between two pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land, from Wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. And I notice that although this story is fiction, in the story, all of these nations are black nations. This is your Bible. And he's saying that he's going, God is going to take the land from these black nations. He's telling you exactly where it is from the river in Egypt to the Euphrates River. Where black people cultivated the land. And he's going to give that land to Abram and his descendants. All right. Walk with me, church. Let's go to Genesis chapter 16. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Now it don't matter how many slaves you got, biologically speaking. If your slave have a child, it belongs to her. You cannot have a baby through somebody else if your husband goes sleep with him. But this is the mindset of the racist motherfuckers that wrote your Bible. And I hope you're reading with me so you know that I'm not lying to you. Abram agreed to what Sarah said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave, Hagar, and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarah said to Abram, you are responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now she knows she's pregnant. She despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarah mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. Some more fairy tale stuff. It was the spring that beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarah, where have you come from and where are you going? Now this is supposed to be an angel sent from the God that know everything. But he asked her, where you come from and where you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarah. She answered. Go ahead. What chapter is it? All right, let me, uh, I appreciate it. Let me bring it up. 
Galatians chap, chapter 4, verse 22. <clears throat> For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by the bondmaid, talking about Hagar, the other by a free woman, Sarah. But he who was of the bondwoman was born after the flesh. But he of the free woman was by promise. Which things are an allegory. So verse 24 basically tells you that all of this whole story about Hagar and Abram and the two sons and Sarah. The whole thing is an allegory. Galatians chapter 4 verse 24. So it proves right there that this is all just, just made up. All right, yeah. So, but that's good though. So now that we know that everything that we read in, in Genesis is an allegory because it just said it in Galatians. So, Sarah said, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she answered. I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. Now, remember, as I'm reading this, remember that this is all an allegory. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Again, saying, repeating itself. The angel of the Lord also said to her, you are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him, and he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are God. You are the God who sees me, for she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why. The well was called Beer Lahai Roy. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. God dang. All right, let's keep it going. Turn with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 17. All right, Genesis chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down and God said to him, why he got to fall face down? That's weird. Abram fell face down and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram. Your name will be Abraham. Why? For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you very fruitful. I will make nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. For the generations to come to be your God and God of your descendants after you. 
the whole land of Canaan, where you now reside as a foreigner, I will give as an everlasting possession to you and your descendants after you, and I will be their God. So he again repeating himself, saying he's going to give him all the land. Now, this uh, book, it would be very convenient, keep in mind, if somebody wanted to convince the people to give up their land and brainwash them. This, this book is very convenient to do so. I'm just saying. This God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You are to undergo circumcision, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money from a foreigner. Talking about slavery. Those who are not in your, your offspring, whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. So God really serious about this, this, this mutilation of the genitals. God also said to Abraham, as for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarah, but her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and she surely give you a son by her. Now, remember, he already had a son 10, uh, 13 years ago by, by Hagar, the Egyptian woman, the black Egyptian woman. I will bless her and surely give you a son by her. Now, God's saying he's going to give Abram a son by his first wife, Sarah. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of the nations. Kings of the people will come from her. Abraham fell face down again and laughed and said to himself, will the son be born to a man a hundred years old? He's saying, dang man, God. Now, Abram posted, had, had believed in God the first time, but now he's saying, God, you, you sure about this? Because I'm, I'm old. You know what I'm saying? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? And she old too. You know what I mean? And Abraham said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful and greatly increase his numbers. He will be the father of 12 rulers and I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. Whatever that means. On the very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael, all those born in his household or bought with his money, every male in his household and circumcised them, as God told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised and his son Ishmael was 13. Abraham and his son Ishmael were both circumcised on that very day. And every male in Abraham's house, including those born in his household or bought from a foreigner, was circumcised with him. All right. Now let's uh, go up to Genesis chapter 22.
Genesis chapter 22. Let me get a hit of my boost juice. All right, Genesis 22. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am. He replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love. Now, we already read that, first of all, this is all just an allegory. Second of all, he, he already had a son. But then you hear supposedly God, the only God, telling him, your only son, comma, whom you love. Isaac and go to the region of Moriah sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on the mountain I will show you so for some reason God don't want to acknowledge this other son no more early the next morning Abraham got up and loaded his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac when he had cut enough wood of the burnt offering he set out for the place God had told him about on the day on the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servant, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the word for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. And the two of them went on together. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied, the father the fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. And when they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Now remember, we already know Abraham had two sons. And the other son was older. Abraham looked up, and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And this, and to this day it said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me then abraham returned to his servants and they set off together for beersheba and abraham stayed in beersheba all right now y'all see the racist tendencies of god now i want y'all to turn to me to deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 15 Deuteronomy 21 and 15. In this chapter, they talk about the rights of the firstborn. 
verse 15. If a man has two wives, now remember, we're just the same book. We ain't left the Bible yet. If a man has two wives, such as Abraham, and he loves one, but not the other, like Sarah and Hagar, and they both bear him sons. So far, so good. But the firstborn son is of the wife he does not love. Okay, that still, still lines up, right? When he wills his property to his sons, he must not give the rights of the firstborn to the son of the wife he loves in preference to his actual firstborn. The son of the wife he does not love. He must acknowledge the son of his unloved wife as the firstborn by giving him a double share of all he has. That son is the first sign of his father's strength. The right of the firstborn belongs to him. But we just read in the other verses that God promised all of this stuff to Isaac. So now, fast forward 2,000 years later, you got motherfuckers flying planes in the building because they think they're the descendants of Ishmael. And you got some other motherfuckers that think they're the descendants of Isaac and the same land is bequeathed to them. Why? Because they all believing in the same con. Divide and conquer. Why the motherfuckers who wrote this shit is sitting back laughing at you motherfuckers. But y'all gonna wake up today. This is the new atheist experience. We'll be right back. <laughs> Heaven and fuck that all that shit. Y'all hoes gotta get off this corner with that. We're gonna get right back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. But first, please take a moment to hit the like button. Push the button. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe button. Come on, push the button. If you're already subscribed, make sure you hit the little bell icon. That way you get a notification every time we post a new video. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. You heard what she said. I absolutely love to read books, but honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like it. That's why I'm so grateful that I have a membership with Audible. Now I can have someone read books to me on demand whenever I want. Now I can listen to audiobooks while I'm exercising, cleaning the house, or visiting the royal throne. Sometimes I even like to listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. It's actually quite relaxing. My Audible membership gives me thousands of books to choose from, which is why I'm recommending it to you. And if you use the link in the description, you can get two free audiobooks. That's two books of your choice, absolutely free, just for signing up via the link in the description. And you can even give Audible as a gift for someone you care about. Join Audible today. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Quali Kush. If you like the videos on this channel, then why not visit our website, qualikush.com. We post every day with topics ranging from religion to science, critical thinking, black-owned businesses, and much, much more. On the website, you'll also find links to all of the other social media related to Quali Kush. I personally post a book recommendation daily to the blog, and we are um, 420 friendly. So come on down, visit us, leave a comment, and let us know what you think. QualiKush.com Heaven and us, fuck that all that shit. Y'all hoes gotta get off this corner with that.
that, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Welcome back to the new Atheist Experience with Kwali Kush and Kwame Remesu. Tonight, we're talking about things that your preacher is not. And we are listing a bunch of Bible verses that you probably never heard before or probably never thought about. But we're getting into them today. Okay, walk with me one more time, if you will. I know we're moving a little fast, but um, this is going to be posted on YouTube and we send it out as an audio podcast. So you can get it wherever you get podcasts. So just rewind it when it's done streaming and you can get all this information if you want to take notes and share it with your people. All right. So what we got here? Bible verses that the preacher won't preach. Let me fix my shit. There we go. Dumbass Bible verses. In the Bible, we see many examples of infanticide and cannibalism. The end of 2 Kings chapter 6 is an especially horrifying Bible passage. It depicts unspeakable acts in times of desperation. At the time of 2 Kings 6, an enemy king named Behadad is besieging the city of Samaria, the capital of Israel at the time. This means that all food supplies into the city have been cut off. There is famine and there is starvation. The passage begins with the king of Israel walking along the wall. A woman screams up at him for help. Turn in your Bibles, please, to 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 28 and 29. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 28. And the king said unto her, What aileth thee? And she answered, This woman said unto me, Give thy son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and did eat him. And I said unto her on the next day, Give thy son, that we may eat him. And she hath hid her son. Now, this is your Bible now. You believe this stuff. I don't believe it. She hid the son. So, the analysis of these verses. First, we see that the woman is not remorseful that she had to eat her son. She, she's just upset that the bitch double-crossed her. She like, bitch, why you ain't, you told me, where your son at, bitch? You ate my son, I want to eat your son too. <laughs> Let's go back. The only, the, the child only lasted one day. So if they did eat the other child, he would have lasted one day. So what the hell was they going to eat on the third day? Hmm. But this is your Bible now. The insane, murderous God, God himself is said to have killed 50,000 people for looking at something. Not to mention the time he killed everybody for, for eating some fruit or something like that. The small town of Beth Shemesh would not have had 50,000 inhabitants. So preachers claim that it's more like 70 being the correct interpretation of this verse. However, a careful study of the context and the passage demonstrates that the reading of 50,070 is correct. What am I talking about? Let's check it out. First Samuel 6:19. And he smote the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Even he smote of the people 50,000 and 
three score and ten men. And the people lamented because the Lord had smitten many of the people with great slaughter. Now, all the other times that the Bible mentions a great slaughter, they're talking about a number in the thousands. So it logic assumes that this time they will be talking about a number in the thousands too. And it says it plainly right here. 50,000 and three score and 10 men. So the analysis of this verse, if God wants people to follow his commandments, then why murder 50,000 people just for looking at some tablets? What happened to lead by example? So let's talk about slavery in the Bible. Indentured servitude, as Hebrew Israelites love to claim that the slavery in the Bible is, it's still immoral just because it's in this servitude don't make it right. And besides, slavery in the Bible is not indentured servitude. It's slavery. So the Bible is the slave's guide to the universe. And we're going to prove it to you tonight. Let's go. First Peter chapter 2 verse 18. For so is the will of God that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free and not using your liberty for cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king, servants. Be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully for what glory is it when ye be buffeted for your faults ye shall take it patiently but if ye do well and suffer for it ye take it patiently and it is acceptable with god for even hereunto were ye called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps again slaves guide to the universe the analysis how did jesus die for your sins if you still have to suffer like he did what's the fucking point i don't get it if you supposed to suffer like him then what the hell was the sacrifice all about leviticus chapter 25 turn with me to leviticus 25 and 44 your male and female slaves are to come from the nations around you from them you may buy slaves. You may also buy some of the temporary residents living among you and members of their clans born in your country, and they will become your property. You can bequeath them to your children as inherited property and make them slaves for life. But you must not rule over your fellow Israelites ruthlessly. Now, what part of that sound like indentured servitude? Next time you hear somebody say the Bible talking about indentured servitude, you tell them they don't know what the fuck they talking about because you just read Leviticus 44. All right. The analysis of this verse. Why is a good God condoning and encouraging slavery? If he's so good and slavery is bad, then why didn't God just say, hey, don't have slaves? You can bequeath them to your children as inherited property and can make them slaves for life. But you must not rule over your fellow Israelites ruthlessly. Does verse 46 imply that you can be ruthless to non-Israelites? Hmm. Why aren't Hebrew Israelites following this verse? Why aren't you black so-called Hebrew Israelites out here getting some white slaves? I can't take you seriously if you don't take your own doctrine seriously. I want to see you motherfuckers go out there and get some white slaves because that's what your Bible tell you to do. 
But y'all ain't gonna do that. Y'all don't y'all don't y'all y'all don't really follow that shit. Y'all just confused. The lost tribe of motherfucking fake Jews. First Timothy chapter six, verse one. All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Wow. Now I hear this. This ain't nothing but training you to be a good slave. The book that you love so much that you go to when you got a problem is the reason why you got problems. Ain't that something? Analysis. If those verses don't convince you that the Bible is a tool for enslavement, then you are far more brainwashed than I thought, my friend. Now, let's get on to the next section. Mind fucks in the Bible. Mind fucks in the Bible. First of all, let's look up the definition of a superstition. And um, if you never listened to the song Superstitious by Stevie Wonder, I recommend you listen to it and read the lyrics as you do so. It will give you a very, very different perspective of that song. Now, let's go. The definition of superstition. Noun, excessively credulous belief in and reverence for supernatural beings. Hmm. A widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation leading to certain consequences of an action or event or a practice based on such a belief. Alright, y'all follow? Now, you can uh, look it up on Google so you know I didn't make this shit up. Now, let's look up the definition of religion. The belief in and worship of superhuman controlling power, especially of a personal God or gods. A particular system of faith and worship. A pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance. Now, let's back up one more time. Superstition. Excessively credulous belief in reverence for supernatural beings. Last time I checked. God was claimed to be a supernatural being. Excessively credulous belief in and reverence for supernatural beings is defined as superstition. A widely held but unjustified belief in supernatural causation. Now let's go over here to the definition of religion one more time. The belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power or supernatural forces or god particular system of faith and worship so basically if you haven't noticed these words are synonymous and if you don't believe me i can prove it to you using your bible not mine acts 17:22. then paul stood in the midst of mars hill and said ye men of athens i perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. Now, who is Paul talking to? The men of Athens, the Greeks. He's telling them they're too superstitious. Now, if you read your Bible in the NIV version, that same verse says too religious. All right? In the NIV, it reads religious instead of superstitious. So, according to your Bible, superstition and religion are synonymous. Acts 22, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, 
I see in every way that you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are arrogant in the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. So when he goes to the Greeks, he tells them they're too religious. But just the same Paul, they're supposed to be preaching to the Gentiles, the non-white motherfuckers, right? And it says, then God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in the temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. So remember, he's talking to the Greeks, telling him, why are you worshiping God? What the hell God need? He made everything. But that's not what he told everybody else. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, he made all nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far away from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. All right. Now, I know that was a lot, but it's the reason why I read the whole thing. Let's get it. So what do we know from reading this verse? We know Athens is in Greece. Paul tells the Greeks they are too religious, yet he preaches and indoctrinates northern Africans into his religion of Christianity. Weren't the Gospels written in Greek? They wrote the motherfucking shit, but yet he goes to them and tells them they're too religious. Yet here we see the Greeks learning of Jesus from Paul who never met Jesus. So Paul is contradicting his damn self. Verse 31, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof to this to everyone by raising him from the dead. So we know this is not true because we can find at least 10 other instances in the Bible of God allegedly raising someone from the dead. So if they're not significant, then there's no reason for Jesus's resurrection to be significant. And I've listed these verses alongside here. First Kings 17, second Kings 4, second Kings 13, Luke 7, Luke 8, John 11, Matthew 27, Acts 9 and Acts 20. Now, rarely read verses from the Bible. And remember, folks, this is a call-in show, so if you got anything you want to chime in and say or if you disagree with any of the information provided, please correct us by calling in and being heard. Get your voice heard. So let's get to some rarely read verses in the Bible. Romans chapter 3, verse 7 in the King James Version. For if the truth of God hath more abounded through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? Now, this is this is written in the Bible. He's basically saying, hey, if my lie 
is bringing glory to God, then why y'all condemning me for lying? Now, this is another book allegedly written by Paul. Why y'all condemning him for lying? He just says it right there. He admits to lying, saying if it spreads God's word, then why is he being chastised? I mean, he doing what you want, ain't it? Why y'all mad for just because he lying? When the Lord your God brings you into the land, you are entering to possess and drives out before you many nations, the Hittites, the Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Persazites, Hevites, and Jebusites, seven nations larger and stronger than you. Once again, these are all, again, this is a fictional account, but in the fictional account, these are black nations, and they're even saying these nations are larger and stronger than you. And when the Lord your God has delivered them over to you and you have defeated them, then you must destroy them totally. Make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. You're supposed to be God talking. Why is he so so angry at these, these people for being great? Do not intermarry with them. What was all that about? Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters from your sons. For they will turn your children away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and will quickly destroy you. Now, I thought this was supposed to be the one and the only God, but he's, he's very worried about them turning away from him. He seems insecure to me. This is what you are to do to them. Break down their altars, smash their sacred stones, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols in the fire. For you... Are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. So the Lord is a, a fucking murdering racist, according to these verses. To the Lord, I'm sorry, the Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to you, to your ancestors, that he brought you out with mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And we all know that that never happened. But this is all what the Bible is about. Their justification for all the fucked up shit that they did to your ancestors. And it's still working. Somebody tell me why you can't find a gravesite for any single person mentioned in the Bible. Not King Herod, not John the Baptist, not Jesus, Moses. But we got graves for other people that lived thousands and thousands of years ago. We can show them to you. Uh, Anthony Browder is showing you all the graves of all these people from thousands and thousands of years ago, but we got not one from nobody in the Bible. Think about that. Probably because this is not a real historical tale. Now, to the final point. If you find value in the Bible stories, focus on that value, not on the Bible. Just because Spider-Man said with great Power comes great responsibility does not mean that you must worship Spider-Man. You can simply take the jewel and keep your life moving. You don't need to worship the Bible. Okay. If you want to learn more about the information provided, you can go to qualikush.com. That's K-W-E-L-I-K-U-S-H dot com.
And also, you can get this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back after a brief commercial break. Heaven in the fuck that all that shit. Y'all hoes gotta get off this corner with that. We're gonna get right back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. But first, please take a moment to hit the like button. Push the button. If it's your first time here, hit the subscribe button. Come on, push the button. If you're already subscribed, make sure you hit the little bell icon. That way you get a notification every time we post a new video. Push the goddamn button. You heard what she said. Can you hear that? What I just said, that check, check, check in the mic. I absolutely love to read books. But honestly, sometimes I just don't feel like it. That's why I'm so grateful that I have a membership with Audible. Now I can have someone read books to me on demand whenever I want. Now I can listen to audiobooks while I'm exercising, cleaning the house, or visiting the royal throne. Sometimes I even like to listen to audiobooks as I fall asleep. It's actually quite relaxing. My Audible membership gives me thousands of books to choose from, which is why I'm recommending it to you. And if you use the link in the description, you can get two free audiobooks. That's two books of your choice, absolutely free, just for signing up via the link in the description. And you can even give Audible as a gift for someone you care about. Join Audible today. Hey, what's up? This is your boy, Kwali Kush. If you like the videos on this channel, then why not visit our website, kwalikush.com. We post every day with topics ranging from religion to science, critical thinking, black-owned businesses, and much, much more. On the website, you'll also find links to all of the other social media related to Kwali Kush. I personally post a book recommendation daily to the blog. And we are um, 420 friendly. So come on down, visit us, leave a comment, and let us know what you think. Qualicush.com. Heaven in us, fuck that all. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for watching the new Atheist Experience. We're going to come back later on tonight with round two of this episode. So uh, just keep it posted. Don't go anywhere. We will be back with part two of this episode. So I want to thank everybody for watching and for coming joining. If you want to check out some free audio books we post every day on QualiCush.com, make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button. And we will be back later on tonight with the new Atheist Experience. My name is Kwali Kush, and my co-host name is Kwame Ramesu. And this show is basically an um, informative show about enlightening people on questioning things that they haven't questioned before, their beliefs, especially religion, and specifically Christianity, because it's the most prolific religion in the black community. And personally, I believe that if black people get rid of Christianity, maybe we can start doing something for ourselves because the problem with Christianity is it 
convinces people to wait on a savior rather than looking for a solution. And that's toxic, very, very toxic, especially when it's not true. Okay, so holla at your boy. We'll be back in a couple of hours. Welcome to the New Atheist Experience. We are live with Kwali Kush and Kwame Remesu. This is the show that strives to educate, inform, and grow our community by promoting reading, critical thinking, and secular humanism as a replacement for the heavily biblical worldview that has halted the growth of our people for over 2,000 years. It is the lack of scientific literacy, logic, reasoning, and critical thinking in our community that produces a public that is more susceptible to trickery, scams, and cons. Not only does religion make one less likely to value reality, but it also produces many of the ills of our society, racism, prejudice, and various superstitious beliefs. On this show, we encourage people to question their beliefs and their origins and how religious thought patterns affect our behavior. You can listen to this show as a podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. You can also watch us live on YouTube every Sunday. We also have other shows on our channel, so if you like this show, you might want to check those out as well. We have a science podcast called Shout Out Electron and an investigative podcast called New Thugs. Those links are in the description below. If you love this content, why not consider making a contribution to help us grow our platform and reach more people? Your contribution will help us pay for various monthly subscriptions and equipment costs needed to produce this content. You can make a one-time, monthly, or annual contribution directly at our website, qualitycush.com. Every dollar helps us out, so don't hesitate to show your support. If you would love to contribute but you cannot contribute financially, you can still help out the show by clicking the like button, sharing this content on your social media, or by visiting the website, qualitycush.com. Your engagement helps us rank better and thus reach more people. Check the description below for all of these links. Now for all my Bible readers out there, for all my Quran readers out there, you've been reading the same book for generations and you still have not found liberation for our people. How much better would our community be if instead of reading the same book every Sunday over and over again, we read a different book every Sunday? Imagine that. If the preacher read a different book to the congregation every Sunday instead of the same book over and over again, how much smarter would the congregation be? Well, church, at QualityCush.com, we read a different book to you every single day. For free, you don't have to read the books yourself anymore. I read them to you, and all you have to do is listen. You no longer have an excuse not to read books. Because I know a lot of y'all like to say that you don't have time or you can't sit still. Well, now you can listen to books anytime, anywhere. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on these free audiobooks. And if you don't prefer the books that I choose to read, you can get two free audiobooks of your choice when you sign up for a free trial with Audible. That link is also in the description, or you can go to qualitycush.com and click the audiobooks tab. So make sure you share this content on your social media and help us grow our platform and help wake these people up. And without further ado, we're going to begin the show. You are listening to the new Atheist Experience. When you believe-